Hello, this is Richard C. Wilson at the Family Office Club, and today we're doing an investor mandate interview with uh, Noble. Welcome, Noble. Hey, how's it going, Richard? Good to see you. Great, yeah. And um, what type of an investor are you? Well, you know, we well, I started off originally as kind of a private or individual investor uh, as an angel, and so we'd invest in different projects. And in the last probably year, year and a half, we've uh, teamed up with an accelerator here in downtown LA and we've set up an accelerator fund. Uh, and before, you know, this whole COVID-19 thing started, uh, our whole focus was to work with a lot more startups and, and a few key verticals. Okay, great. And in terms of uh, geography, scopes of the types of startups, industries, you know, pre-seed versus after someone has revenue, What's kind of the, the more defined scope of what you like to spend your time on investment wise? Yeah. yeah, so our whole thesis has really started to center around uh, a couple of uh, core verticals. Uh, Pre-seed, seed, uh, some uh, Series A with the idea that we would be kind of co-sponsoring with others or bringing other family offices or groups with us into that space. And the target was along a few verticals. Number one was cannabis, number two was entertainment, and then number three, uh, our whole focus was in recyclables or the green, uh, you know, taking old tires or taking advantage of uh, any of the, uh, as people probably know, China's not taking any more of our old recyclables. And so there's an opportunity there to just really tap into the gold carburetors, finding cadmium and rhodium and all that stuff in those. And so, one of the cool things is because we had already started down the path and it was really when we started focusing on cannabis, it was more of the fixed in axis. So we didn't really want to be in the you know, a farmer, but the ancillary right. services, one of those services was testing and genetic testing of individuals to find out if CBD or THC actually worked in their bodies properly. And mm -hmm. uh, now we're kind of evolved into the laboratory business. You know, originally we were focus on the labs to do that specifically uh, but now we're uh, looking at purchasing that does COVID-19 or corona testing so it's kind of you know you, one of those things you find yourself pivoting in, in, in the middle of the situation right. that you didn't expect before but uh, it's good that we already had added in that vertical the, the whole yeah. testing to people yeah that's cool that's um yeah I think everyone's trying to figure out how to adjust their portfolio or where they double down right now I know we would invested in a um all natural uh, bath salt company on Amazon uh, called Better Bath, Better Body. And we uh, have found that they're just, they're up 25, 30%. And uh, so we're reaching out back to a couple kind of busted deals that we had looked at before that are related to that, where maybe they've gone dormant and they're about to close their doors and they could be kind of acquired into that, that business perhaps. And everyone I talk to is trying to do something similar, like you just said, repurpose an asset or what's doing well and just make sure that's fully supported and, you know, getting whatever progress they can. So appreciate you yeah. bringing that up. Um, you know, you, so it, was a, it literally was surprising. I just, just to get, you know, even before we, yesterday the call yeah. came in, that's why just kind of top of mind, the call came in for us to acquire a lab that's in the middle of certification for COVID-19. And literally we're looking at this lab just to do this genetic testing, it's a particular test for the CBD channel. And uh, lo and behold, they have the machine that does was doing coronavirus, and then right. they're getting served the array for COVID nineteen. We're like, okay, great, great pivot. We we, yeah. did, we didn't step. We didn't. You know, it's one of those things you didn't feel like you missed a beat. Right, right. Yeah, that's great. 
And um, in terms of everything that you just mentioned, what is in 2020 the most exciting type of deal that you want to source out of everything else? You know, you know what's interesting is that uh, we, like I said, entertainment is on the vertical. And so we've been constantly focusing on acquiring royalties, uh, particularly music royalties. And recently we got an opportunity to buy a 10% stake in Quinn Tarantino's debut film, Reservoir Dogs. And we're really looking at entertainment along the spectrum between extended reality, virtual reality. But more importantly, all these films that are being streamed to go out and do a, just an aggressive acquisition and just collecting royalty rights. And it's one of those situations where uh, I'm a member of ASCAP and BMI. I've been acquiring music royalties for, for two decades now. And ASCAP sent out a letter stating that they expect the royalties to change a bit because of what's happened with COVID-19 and how they're going to manage it. But yeah. the reality is streaming is bigger than ever. So you have all these artists who are kind of stuck in how they're getting paid and how they're getting funds. And so we really step into that space to, to aggressively help them get money sure. in their pockets to kind of be in this space and survive right. through it. But at the same time, building up our portfolio. So we're, we're really pushing more and more towards uh, royalty. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. I, um, we did an interview with someone on the podcast, the Family Office podcast recently on oil and gas royalties, which is a different thing. Uh, when I did an investment structures webinar last week, we talked about royalties for investing in operating companies, which is different than music royalties. But we have had one Family Office speak on stage at our events about uh, music royalties before and most people don't know anything about that niche. So I appreciate you, you know, bringing that up. So if it's something already producing a royalty and you're just investing in access to that stream, it's less risky than when you say, oh, we do entertainment investing. And, um, you know, this up and coming guy who got a couple of awards at some festival wants us to back his new film that Brad Pitt promises he'll be part of. I mean, you hear of those kind of daisy yeah. chain deals that you don't take very seriously for more than one second. And uh, Disney announced they hit 50 million subscribers in four mm -hmm. months yesterday, I saw. Uh, which is all, you know, you know, really impressive big news related to that. So appreciate you bringing that up. What, um, based on everything you've learned last, you know, decade or two decades of investing, what's the number one piece of advice you could share with investors listening that would save them a hundred thousand dollars and wasted time or, or fees to service providers or just busted deals that you wish you would have known, you know, when you got started? You, you know what, it, man, you got like I got a flood of <laughs> thoughts when you brought that up. Sure. But the, 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 the one that, that really kind of sticks with me is uh, this too will pass. I believe that oftentimes, you know, you, you, know, you know my career. You know, I've had a broker right. firm, a hedge fund, I've traded day in and day out. And what I've learned over the years is just simply that um, you're never going to be right. You're not going to have enough positions when you're successful or you're going to be in the wrong position. And so the reality is we don't, we don't really swing for, for home runs every time, but right? It's 100% this too will pass and to just stay the course and stay steady and stay focused and remember your end objective, regardless of the tactics, the tactics can change. Right. Way. But if your end objectives are key, then this too will pass. I mean, I, right. Come on, Richard, you and I've lived through uh, mortgage back, failures we've lived through the dot com right. bubble one burst we've lived through and at the end of the day you're, you're looking at all this and you're like well you know i'm still standing so th this still passes right 
kind of step into the verticals that make sense and um, and just be and I guess it'd be be open to uh, not being too fixated and doing things the way you used to do them. Right. You're able to be nimble and being willing to pivot to see where the new opportunities are without uh, demanding that it has to be a success immediately. You'll start finding the silver lining. Like, come on, bath salts, who knew? And, you know, right. now, you're, now you're doing a big pivot. And it's a smart pivot. It's not, it's not like more people are going to be home. And so anything in that vertical makes sense now for people right. home goods and home comfort. You know, the, I think, uh, you know, we had this whole, this real quick, this, we had this whole uh, food craze where everything is healthy and you got to buy whole foods and everything. Well, I, a report came out this morning, uh, Frito-Lay, Doritos, chips, all the major comfort foods are now going skyrocket because no one really cares about low fat and whether it's green. And it's, it's like not stress bad. eating, right? Just right. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, those are verticals that, you know, up until if you had said six months ago, these are going to be, you know, 55% increases, I would have I laughed at you. And so that's really the reality is that this still will pass. And as long as you're really staying present, in the moment, yeah. understanding what's happening right now, not what you think should happen, like I yeah. was traders, then you're going to be okay. You know, my friend uh, Joe Polish, you know, runs a group called uh, Genius Networks, and he says that, you know, drug addiction or any type of addiction is just self-soothing. And so if you have to self-soothe with some uh, potato chips, it could be worse, right? I mean, there could be worse addictions on planet Earth. So I hope, I hope most of America is only self-soothing with potato chips because right. I know it's a rough time for a lot of people out there. It is. It's a unique time. I, I, tell, I tell my kids, you know, I've got five kids, so I tell them all the time. So we're living history right now. This, there will be yeah. tons and volumes of history books written about this particular period and moment. And so the beauty of that is that there will be another moment that will be better than what it is right now. Right, right. Yeah, that's almost certain. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So what's the best way to get in touch with you, Noble, and um, and reach out to you? And is it LinkedIn, email, phone? What do you I, I would say LinkedIn is always, you know, I've got like 17 or 18,000 direct connections on LinkedIn. Cool. I've been on there for a long time. And I always just say, reach out to me on LinkedIn. And I, okay. now now more than ever, we're monitoring and we're, we're doing stuff on LinkedIn. So yeah, so okay. LinkedIn is easy Great. And you don't have um, a last name that 10 million other people have in America alone. So I'll just spell it for people here that are, are listening on audio. It's just no. If you're going to look them up on LinkedIn, just so help people find you there. But um, appreciate you doing the interview here today and being part of the Investor Club community and um, happy to keep you in touch. Maybe have you on a virtual discussion panel uh, that we do with some of our investors sometime coming up over the next couple of months. Hey, I'd love to do it. And it's always good to see you. Great. Thanks. Take care, Noble. Bye now. Bye.